In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Christ is in our midst. He was, he is, and he shall be. So, a long time ago, um, when I gave my first sermon, I took a picture from the pulpit. Um, and seeing how this is going to be my last time addressing you as a pastoral assistant, I was hoping I could snap a shot from here. And it's kind of funny because uh, the first week we were here, the first week I was here, somebody came up to the center of the Solea and took a picture in the middle of liturgy. And we, we were a little like freaked out. We were like, what do we do about that? Uh, but uh, I wasn't entirely sure what I was going to say today. I was going to, you know, what do I say? Uh, this is an amazing year that I've been here. This is the church I needed when I was growing up. It's the church I still need today. And I hope that you guys understand how much we all need this church, not just the, the big picture Orthodox Church, but how blessed you are to be at this specific church at Holy Trinity in Dallas. Uh, I can't tell you how amazing that is. So at first I was going to talk about that, uh, and then I was going to talk about how my life over the past 12 years has changed entirely, uh, about how uh, the church drug me from literal living in poverty uh, to living uh, among the angels in a way that is so impactful and so transformative that uh, I don't recognize a single aspect of my life, even, even a year ago, really, <laughs> even two years ago, so much has changed. Um, and then part of my resentful, bitter soul that is broken, that is not what is pleasing to the Lord, wanted me to kind of come out here and, and tell everyone how it is, and, and this is wrong, and to tear down these walls and show those people what they've done wrong, and they'll miss me when I'm gone, I'll tell you. And, uh, and, and then my own pain of my previous life came flooding back to me, and I said, oh man, I, I can't do that. And as Orthodox Christians, uh, I'm sure you all understand why I can't sit here and, and say anything bad about my experience here or ever in the church. Um, so then I was going to make this big pleading thing about how uh, martyrdom is a beautiful thing in the church and how we should rejoice when we're persecuted or when we're slandered. Uh, and then I realized that today is the feast day of St. Maximus the Confessor, who was a church father who had his right hand cut off and his tongue cut out so that he could stop writing the things that were the truth and people didn't like him. And so I didn't think it would be appropriate for me to cast my woes out here and, and kind of realize how good I have it, that's for sure. Um, so I realized that, that everything I've been talking to you about is kind of old hat that there's nothing new under the sun and that I'm not special and that this whole Sunday is never about me and it's never about my journey to Christ. It is about Christ's journey through me and through all of us and through us in the world that we're here to talk about. And then I got to reading the gospel and, and learning about how Christ uh, tells us to have faith and he's quite forward with us. He says, oh, you faithless generation, how, how long am I going to have to bear with you, right? Have faith. Just do it and enjoy it and, and run with it. Uh, and then that didn't really strike me because lately I too have been struggling with my faith and I get it. And hopefully one day um, we'll all have the faith of a mustard seed so that we can do justice to this church that we have. 
So I was running out of ideas and then I, about what to say to you, and then the epistle came up. And, you know, like I said, there's nothing new under the sun, and nothing I say could be said better than in um, St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians. The Corinthians were not good Christians. Like, the, the whole story of that is they were bad at being Christians. They were former Romans that were participating in pagan festivals. They kind of just looked at it all as a mystery cult, and they were primarily participating in the Eucharist for the booze, which is just funny to me. Maybe that's why we only have the little spoon these days. And so the, addressing these people, St. Paul calls them to a higher life and chastises them in a way that's very subtle and it's very loving and, and it's called all of us, including myself, to this. And I thought it was most appropriate for me to not end with any words that I'm going to impart to you, but the words of our Holy Fathers and, and St. Paul and the Church itself who want us to be very attentive to what's being said in the Church. And St. Paul says, Brethren, God has exhibited us apostles as last of all, like men sentenced to death, because we have become a spectacle to the world, to angels and to men. We are fools for Christ's sake, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are held in honor, but we in disrepute. To the present hour, we hunger and thirst, we are ill-clad and buffeted and homeless, and we labor working with our own hands instead of a slave. When reviled, we bless. When persecuted, we endure. When slandered, we try to conciliate. We have become, we have become and are now as the refuse of the world, the offscouring of all things. I do not write this to make you ashamed, but to admonish you as my beloved children. For though you have countless guides in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. I urge you then, be imitators of me, right now and forever and to the ages of ages. Amen.